It's time to raise your voice. It's time to be heard. Because everything counts. Everything matters. Good news. Christian values. Alabama's Christian Talk Radio. With Greg Davis. Priority Talk. Hey, hey, we are live on this Tuesday night. My name's Nate Williams. We have Stuart over there on the other side of the glass. Man in the boards, man in the phones. Call in at 205-941-1011. You can call or text that number. And let me know what you want to talk about. We can talk about pretty much anything. I don't know. Theology, Bible, news. I like talking about everything. What do you want to talk about? I am open. Now, Greg Davis is out for the next couple of weeks. Do not worry. Nothing bad has happened to him. He is actually on his way to Israel. And so we'll be keeping tabs on him a little bit as he's able. You know, there's a huge time difference and he'll be busy traveling, but he might be able to pop in a couple times depending on his schedule to just tell us how the trip's going. And But definitely when he comes back, I'm looking forward to hearing all the stories, all the tales. I personally would love to go to Israel one day. So that's exciting, but he'll be out for the couple weeks. I am in. And uh, I've been hearing, well, before we get to, I'll talk about Sound of Freedom in a moment. I am a horrible friend, Stuart. I was going to start talking about the story from the Christian Post without checking on you and asking how you do, how you are doing. Will you forgive me? No, never. You Stuart. Know, you know how much I love to talk on here. I'm just a chatterbox. You yes, know? Stuart is very excitable. He likes to run his mouth about a million words a minute. Mm-hmm. And so, Stuart, uh, I, I just hope one day you can find it within yourself to forgive me oh yeah i'll I'll be sure to pray about it and really really contemplate how i can move forward okay Mm -hmm. i I think that's some soul searching is definitely needed but while you do that uh you've been up to anything fun how's your day been it's been good got this shirt today oh exciting Mm -hmm. nice polo nice sale going on so that's how exciting everything is for me today. So. There you go. Look, I'm telling you what, there was a time when I was a kid, Stuart, I don't know if you were this way, but you know the whole, oh, I got clothes for Christmas. Oh, I got... that's the best part now. Now I'm like, Dude, when, yes. I get, when I get some nice socks, I'm like, yes. yes. Yes, give me clothes. Thank you very much. You get some nice socks. You get some nice uh, underwear, whatever it is, I don't know. And now I'm very excited about it. Now if I were to receive some plastic toy, I'd probably get mad. Mm-hmm. Um, or, well, you know, the Christian thing to do is just, uh, what is it, just say thank you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, don't give me a toy for Christmas. But if you want to give me uh, a jacket or something, I won't I won't fight you. But, yeah, so steward has been up to some exciting sh- – are you a shopper? Do you like shopping? Not really. Not in person at all. I like to do everything online and then just go pick it up and hope it fits or hope it works, whatever it is. I'm okay. Getting. So you buy clothes online. I always get a little nervous about doing that. And depends on what it is. Like if I'm buying multiple things, I'll go try some stuff on. Like pants, it, I, it, I feel like it differs 
based okay. on the brand and like the like because the waist can be different. I used to work in a clothing store, so I can I know how like it it differs based on. Yes. Also, you have like the different fits. But if I'm just ordering like a random polo, yeah, like a medium typically fits me. So okay, there there you go. And uh, I, I worked in a clothing store too. Uh, where, where did you work at? Just curious. Men's Warehouse. Oh, so that's yeah, fancy. Yeah, a lot of wedding rentals. Real uh. <laughs> real exciting stuff. Oh, absolutely. Hold on. Now, curious. Did they offer you discounts on suits and stuff? So did you have like a closet full of nice suits? Yeah, they gave me they gave me a discount and they also gave me like a like I could use like they gave me like some leeway. So they would give me like 250 to spend. I don't remember the um, time that I had, but they gave you like money to spend because they wanted you to use it up. Like they wanted they wanted you to wear what they had in store. So they would like give you like three hundred dollars for. I don't again. I don't remember if it was like um that's like every incredible. three months or every four months or so. But like every quarter, I think you get like three hundred hundred dollars to spend. Or no, never mind. It would come out of your future paycheck. That's what it was. Got you. Okay. Yeah. So they would use that to incentive incentivize you to buy the clothing because they want you to wear it and show it off that makes sense and i guess if you're working at a fashion store they they want you to look good yeah it's kind of like the brand you know they want people to look good so that that'll encourage customers to get nice clothing i would love to wear all the nicest things but i'm cheap so I don't I don't spend the money necessary to mm-hmm. always wear the nice stuff. And so I have I just I'm like, eh, whatever. And I just roll out of bed looking however I look. But anyways, enough of clothing. And we're talking about the sound of freedom. I, this movie, it's making a lot of money. I think 40 plus million dollars Uh uh, by okay 40 million in less than a week after its debut that's pretty awesome for a faith type of film that's good money and it beat out indiana jones as well which is great i think the indiana jones franchise is a little bit on its uh last legs i heard, I heard that movie was horrendous I've heard, okay, I've heard a couple saying, ants, eh, whatever, it's kind of a little fun, but all in all, I've heard Indiana Jones, the, the Dial of Destiny is the most recent one, was, yeah, kind of subpar. I just heard it was boring. Like, I heard, like, people didn't like the last one because of some weird moments, but they don't like this one because it's just boring. That's boring. what I heard. Yeah, I I, I I think I can second that. Just not the greatest thoughts on it. Um, have you heard much about Sound of Freedom? Is that a movie you might go see? I've heard about it. I'm definitely interested just because I've heard people talking about it so much. That's the human trafficking movie. Yes. Yeah, I've yes, heard about is. that. Yeah. I, I want to go I want to go see it maybe this weekend, is give it, or take. Is it like a documentary type or is it like actors playing as characters? No, in... I think it's like it's a movie movie. Okay, gotcha. And uh, and from what I hear it's it's really good. And so okay. This is what I want for our listening audience. I have not seen the movie. Stuart has not seen the movie. If you have watched Sound of Freedom, could you please call in or text in? Again, the number is 205-941-1011. Call or text in, and I want to hear your thoughts because the thing is, movie theaters, they're just expensive. You can't really go see a movie, a one-off movie. Now, like there's these AMC passes kind of deal that if you watch a certain amount of movies it actually is pretty cheap you just have to watch a lot of them 
But all in all, if you want to go see a one-off movie, it needs to be, it's expensive. It needs to be good for me. Otherwise, I'm not going to go see it. It's not, and so I want to go to the movies more, but it's more expensive. And so I'm not as interested unless a movie's really good. So if you have seen Sound of Freedom, call in or text in please let us know is this a a movie worth seeing and so the reviews i'm seeing are pretty solid but i want to hear your thoughts and uh, partly why i also want to see the movie one i believe it's a christian movie if i'm uh if I'm reading this correctly. So you want to support Christian stuff if it's high quality. And that kind of lets people know, hey, these things can make money. So let's make more of them. So you want to support Christian movies for sure. But uh, on top of that, I've just been reading some weird headlines from very leftist news organizations that I'm like, what? That, that are trashing the movie. For instance, The Guardian... Uh, has this uh, called The Sound of Freedom a QAnon-adjacent thriller. I don't even know what that means. And uh, let's see, uh, reviewer Charles Bromesco tosses out, uh, I guess he was the reviewer of Sound of Freedom, just uses various terms like the uh, Pizzagate, Clinton crime family is kind of like derogatory terms for the movie. And uh, let's see. Bromesco even takes a swipe at Christian archetypes when he writes the film's religious dimension seldom extends beyond a God-fearing undertone. Most perceptible in archetypes like the reform center on the righteous path. Again, I'm waiting for actually something substantial to be said negative about the movie. The writer seems to mock the pro-life movement when he suggests the film pretends to be a real movie. Like a pregnancy crisis center masquerading as a bona fide health clinic. Oh, what a burn. Not. Perhaps most ironically, though, is right after the Guardian reviewer takes uh, Caviezel to task for daring to help raise additional funds to fight child trafficking. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Jim Caviezel? Is that the way you say it? Sounds good enough. Uh, he, he's the guy that was in Passion of the Christ, I think. The Passion. Sounds familiar. Yeah, so, okay, if y'all want to fact check me on that pronunciation. Anyways, he's uh, uh, one of the main actors there. Uh, uh, He takes this actor to task for daring to help raise additional funds to fight child trafficking, calling it the lone honest beat in a purported expose of scandalizing facts. Anyway, saying that Jim Caviezel uh, asking for funds to help fight child trafficking is like kind of dishonest like oh how dare you try to raise money for this cause but then right after he says this a footer at the bottom of the review from the guardian reads i hope you appreciated this article before you move on i was hoping you would consider taking the steps to support the guardian's journalism so he the the reviewer knocks the actor for trying to raise money to fight child trafficking but then when the article's over you know what the guardian does tries to raise money for the guardian it's like really okay you're gonna roast someone for doing something and then the place you work for does the same thing regardless uh yeah i think uh the rolling stone 
site had something had some negative thoughts as well uh anyways uh so so you see some leftist news organizations trying to news might be kind of being generous bashing this movie okay well i don't want to be reactionary because sometimes conservatives can be that way so oh the left doesn't like something therefore i want to watch it that's not all you know a broken clock is right uh, occasionally so you don't want to be too reactionary but if they're saying negative things about it maybe it's actually incredible is kind of my logic sometimes but what do y'all think 205 oh we have a caller i think my screen on this end is not working Stuart. so i'm glad you let me know we have a caller can you welcome them onto the show i, I don't have a name uh hey caller how are you yeah i'm fine this is todd hey todd uh what you got for us well, yeah, my wife and I, we went and saw the movie this past weekend, and we both loved it. I oh. mean, you know, we are Christians, so, you know, we kind of knew what it was about going in. But I don't see how anybody, really, whether if you're liberal, not liberal, Democrat, whatever, could be against a movie that sheds a light on one of the most evil things prevalent today, you know, child sex trafficking. You're I mean, exactly just, right. <laughs> I mean, how can anybody be against that? And really, um, I've read the same thing from The Guardian. I don't, the movie is not political at all. It really is not. Huh. Um, it's just a good movie, and it's a true story. It's amazing. I don't want to, you know, ruin it for any of you people, but I suggest you go see it. Yeah. Todd, thank you so much for the call. Uh, I, yes, sir. You have a wonderful day. So, you I, take care. All right, take care. I, I think. Todd is exactly right. Why did this become a political thing, a leftist or a right wing thing? We all should be able to band together over a strong hatred for human trafficking or uh, child sex trafficking, some combination of trafficking. I don't I don't get it. Why did it become political? It kind of tells you something. Maybe I don't want to be too conspiratorial, but I just, again, so so Todd says it's a great movie. I think I'm going to try to see it this weekend if I'm able to. But uh, but yes, anyone else, if you watched it or, you know, I guess that's all your your only option at this point. If you watched it, please call in or text in 205-941-1010. One, one. On the other side, we'll talk a little bit about the city of Sodom and some exciting, potentially exciting news with uh, it being uh, just some, I guess, uh, archaeologists, some news there about the Sodom and where it might be placed. We'll talk about that. We'll talk a little bit about uh, the CDC and... Uh, I I hate even mentioning this. CDC advising on biological men chest feeding their babies. What is this world coming to? Anyways, just some news stories coming up on the other side of this break. Don't go anywhere. This is WXJC Radio Priority Talk. More on the way. Scale your business with a dedicated team of experts. A marketing vendor focuses on profit. A marketing partner focuses on your business. With Dot Edison, there is no more taking, only serving. 
feel great about your marketing with Dot Edison. Call them at 205-332-3728 or go to their website at DotEdison.com. Hi, this is Lee Strobel. You're listening to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. This is Priority Talk Radio, talking about good news and Christian values. We are live on this Tuesday night, and I'm just happy to get to talk with y'all. It's it's exciting. It is a joy to be able to do so. My name's Nate Williams. We have Stuart over there on the other side of the glass, manning the boards, manning the phones. And we have a caller from Decatur. Welcome to the show. Uh, what you got for us? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm calling in to uh, talk about the movie. Great. Both my wife and myself we saw it on July 4th um, at the movie theater in Decatur. And it, it sounds awful to say it was a really good movie. It's an awful topic. Um, yes. It's, it's hard to enjoy a movie, especially if it's based on a true uh, event that occurred. But it was well acted. It just was a very powerful movie. Absolutely. I'm, I'm so glad to hear you say that. Now, when it came to the action sequences, I've been curious about this. When it came to like action sequences, if there were any gunfights, uh, were they professionally done? Does it look high quality with that stuff? I think so. Yes. Okay. I think so. It, it didn't look like, um, you know, there, there are some movies out there. This is definitely a face-based um, movie in the sense that um, uh, the character that Jim Caviezel plays, um, he, uh, there's, a, I think, a very powerful line. Uh, God's children are not for sale. God's children are not for sale. What a line. That's incredible. And... Um, you know, he, I like him as an actor. Of course, he's been in some other, other, uh, other really good movies, uh, TV series like Person of Interest. But um, he, he, I, I know that um, Jim Caviezel is very much an outspoken uh, uh, Christian, and he's not a, afraid to um, basically tell the world how he feels about his Christianity, which is kind of refreshing for um, what goes on in Hollywood. Absolutely. So hopefully, if and not that any actors from Hollywood are listening to the show, but if you're out there, just be bold. And I, I know it's tough. I know it's not the most conducive environment for faith, but there are several now, and I guess there all have always been a few, but definitely actors being more vocal about their faith is always a good thing. Uh, now, okay, what is your name again? We're, we're having problems with our system, typing in the names for, for the callers what is your name again my first name is cameron cameron okay yeah. well thank you cameron uh, the same thing with todd the, the last caller uh, well cameron i appreciate your call you guys have a blessed afternoon absolutely you too thank you to cameron for that call and uh, so go go check it out 
go go watch the movie. I'm hearing great things. We have had several callers. If anyone else wants to call in, that is very you are welcome to do so. 205-941-1011 call or text. I want to hear your thoughts. We have someone texting in. Uh, let's see. Here we go. The, okay, someone texted in and said, "I saw the movie." And the story is true. The acting is good. Some of the language more realistic than I preferred. But I would go see it again. The main actor played Jesus in Passion of the Christ. So again, thank you to our listeners for calling and texting. Again, you have that number, 205 941 one zero one one. We want to support high quality Christian content and because that signals people, whether it's Angel Studios, someone else, other uh, big name producers in Hollywood, that as long as you don't go woke, we want some good action. We want some good acting, good storytelling, good plots. That's what we're after. If you get away from the, the, the woke nonsense that has invaded Hollywood, that you have many, many millions of people, I might say half the country at least, that we just, we just want some good movies. Show me some, some good character building and maybe a little bit of action sequences. I like a good gunfight. I like a good car chase. And you'll make good movies. You'll make movies that make a lot of money. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I want to hear them. 205-941-1011. On the other side of this break, when we come back, we'll talk about the CDC's advice to biological men on chest feeding their babies. Oh, goodness. So exciting. And then uh, some, some news about the biblical city of Sodom, where it might be, how we might know some things about it. I think that's exciting because it also supports the biblical narrative, which we are all about. Uh, we will be back. Check out our podcast, Priority Talk, if you miss any of the conversation. Uh, our website, PriorityTalkRadio.com, has a lot of information about the show. Follow us on social media at Priority Talk. We'll be right back. We want you to be a part of the show. Yes, you. To make comments or ask questions, call or text Priority Talk at 205-941-1011. And now back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. We are live on this Tuesday night. Weather was a little warm today, but not terrible. Hey, it's summer in Alabama, so even if something's a little warm, but not obnoxiously hot, I think we're doing well. My name's Nate Williams. Greg Davis is out for the next couple of weeks. He'll be traveling to Israel and doing a bunch of cool things, and so I am in for him. Well, I guess at this point we're co-hosts, so I just become the host. And then he might uh, call in a couple times here and there, I hope. We'll, we'll try to make something happen depending on the schedule. But later on tonight, we'll be playing a conversation that he had with Eric Swithin about the fatherless Ep epidemic that this country is going through, uh, fatherlessness. 
and I don't know why, Stuart. I keep struggling with that word, fatherlessness. I always I say it, and then I'm like, okay, that doesn't sound right. But but, anyways, that is in the uh, that will be in the second hour for today, and then we'll talk about it. So we'll play a conversation uh, that if you want to hear Greg, that'll be in the second hour of the show, and then we'll talk about family and fatherhood after we play that conversation. Anyways, that second hour, we're still in the first one. And so for this next segment, uh, this I, I read this headline and it it hurt to to read because it's just what what is this world? Y'all know the the type of humor called satire, right? It's where you make fun of institutions, you make fun of reality, and I really like that type of humor, satire. You have places like The Onion, or what I think is more funny, The Babylon Bee. I think The Babylon Bee is absolutely hilarious. And that's, you just kind of make fun of reality. But let me tell you, when reality is this weird... It's almost there's no need for satire. You you can't actually make anything funny because reality is just so ridiculously crazy that there's no humor that can be made off of it. I don't know how the Babylon Bee is going to stay in business. Let me read this headline for you. CDC advises biological men on chest feeding their babies. Experts worry about risks risk to children. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, so CDC, published advice for trans-identified and non-binary individuals on how to breastfeed their infants, which the health agency called chest feeding. Uh, what, What do we even do with this? The CDC's Health Equity Considerations page, so there's some signaling language for you equity uh, explains that trans identified or non-binary individuals may give birth and feed a child from the chest Uh, joy an individual does not need to have given birth to breastfeed or chest feed the cdc website reads some families may have other preferred terminology for how they feed their babies such as nursing chest feeding or oh here's another term body feeding do you want okay i'm i'm trying to i try to stay serious stuart okay stuart can you imagine someone asking you if you wanted to body feed your baby what does that even mean gross it's so disgusting it's so gross that's exactly right. Body feeding your baby. What? That sounds like cannibalism. Oh, my goodness. Uh, okay. J.W. Richards. I, I, it's hard for me to even keep a straight face with this. Uh, this is what he says. He's the director of a, uh, a conservative think tank. Uh, Well, well, he's a fellow at a conservative think tank, the Heritage Foundation. Speaking to the Christian Post, this is what he said. The agency seems to be tacitly endorsing males uh, chest-feeding infants with the help of experimental drug cocktail. 
now proves that the CDC has been captured by an ideology that push puts the fetishes of disturbed men over the well-being of infants. This is uh, J.W. Richards. It doesn't even pretend that these experiments have been carefully tested. It, its commitment to so-called health equity, air quotes, seems to override any old-timey concerns about the effects of drugs and weird discharges from male bodies on defenseless infants. The CDC's endorsement of biological men feeding infants directly from the breast has also received pushback from several healthcare experts who warn that the long-term impact of the practice is not well known. In my opinion, this is U.S. Senator Roger Marshall from Kansas. This is him saying, In my opinion, the CDC has lost all credibility and is in direct conflict with the FDA for marketing a non-FDA-approved drug. A biological male filled with hormones and a concoction, a concoction of other drugs that have not been studied that could harm a baby should never be encouraged. When will the woke left wake up and realize what they're doing to our country? So I guess you take these drugs that help you body feed a baby or chest feed. Again, this is where the the saying truth is stranger than fiction comes into play. If you were writing a sci-fi novel or you were coming up with a species of alien, that it just would you even come up with this stuff? If you were in some fantasy universe where you had some creature, would you call it body feeding? Like if you were just like a, a fantasy writer per se. But this isn't even a genre of writing or movie. This is real from the CDC. Uh, it, it gets to the point where the CDC with COVID butchered a lot of things. But if you were going to regain credibility... Is this how you'd go about it? it to, to, to talk about uh, how to help biological men body feed their babies, and I guess they take these drugs uh, that, they, that allows them to do it. Uh, I don't know. It, what, a, what a world we live in. It, is this... Uh, it's almost like a fetish. I'm not going to lie. It sounds like a fetish, and we don't want to encourage that. But anyways, just so that you know it's out there, I, I talk to some people that uh, either the radio or whatever pops up on Facebook is the main source of news that they get. So just so that you know this is out there. Uh, from the Christian Post, a reporter named Samantha. Anyways, uh, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, published advice for trans-identified and non-binary individuals on how to breastfeed their infants, which the health agency called chest feeding or, I guess, body feeding. Uh, gross is the word. Gross is the word. That men, that's, anyways, moving on from that topic... Because eventually I start saying the same thing because I'm frustrated. Moving on, let's talk about some other news. An archaeologist explains why he believes he discovered the biblical city of Sodom. 
And so with apologetics, uh, we stand on the truth of the Bible, that the Bible is accurate, it's historical, and now you do need to take into account genres, that various genres allow for um, hyperbole and stuff like that, that, that it's allowed while still being historically true. But within that, uh, you have the uh, an archaeologist explains that uh, he may have discovered where Sodom might be located. And so this Dr. Stephen Collins Trinity Southwest University's executive dean explained why he believes Sodom, uh, which along with Gomorrah was destroyed by God with fire and brimstone because of its wickedness, is located at Tel El Hammam in Jordan. And that's opposed to the more popular view that Sodom was located at a site near the south of the Dead Sea. So I guess you have two different locations where it could possibly be. And this is uh, this is Dr. Stephen Collins uh, speaking here. There's so much specific information about the location of these cities that you would practically have to be blind and illiterate. So that's very strong language. You'd have to be blind or illiterate not to be able to find the location of Sodom because there are at least 25 known pieces of geography in Scripture that you can triangulate triangulate, anyways, between uh, to take you to the city of Sodom. Rosenberg said he began, uh, so, so Collins is speaking to Rosenberg in an interview. And so Rosenberg said he began excavating the site 18 years ago, which is close to the mouth of the river, uh, the Jordan River, and northeast of Jerusalem. During the first season of digging, a piece of pottery believed to be a storage jar was reportedly discovered that looked melted on the surface. The archaeologist told the host that a member of his dig team said it looked similar to Trinitite. Don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Trinitite, which is the glassy residue left on the floor of the desert in Almogordo, Al, uh, Alamogordo, New Mexico, after a nuclear bomb test in 1945. Wow. There was a little about a one one and a half two millimeter flow of that glass over the edge of the break, Colin said of the pottery. So it was obviously a flash heat. All of that's to say that this pottery that was discovered, it had this glassy residue that was very similar to uh, that was very similar to a nuclear bomb test site in New Mexico. So something happened very quickly in Sodom if this is the right location a flash heat which would make sense if the fire and brimstone story of uh, Genesis is true that whatever happened it happened fast and left this residue on the piece of pottery it, it's a flash heat and so uh, I just thought that was interesting information that if Sodom is in this place and this is confirmed archaeology that's wonderful. There's just more evidence that the Bible's stories are, are true. I remember a lot. I don't, I don't personally remember, but I read research that said a lot of people doubted the Hittite Empire, that it was ever a thing. It was just the biblical boogeyman. But then as people learned more, it's like, oh, turned out the Hittites were a great empire. I remember when people doubted the existence of the House of David. 
And then guess what? There's more digging, more research done. And now we know that the house of David indeed was real. Then you look at Hezekiah, maybe Isaiah as well. So the more and more we learn about the archaeology in the Middle East, the more the Bible stories are confirmed that these are real people. These are real people groups. And I think that's just incredible to, to encourage you in your faith that what you're reading in the Old Testament is not a bunch of nonsense. It's not a bunch of ridiculous stuff that people made up. These cities, these places, these people, they're real. And it's confirmed by archaeology. And not that, you know, archaeologists never disagree. Who knows that maybe the Sodom exact location for Sodom isn't true. But if it is, that's very exciting. And we'll continue to research and look into things. When we come back, our next news story has to do with AI. I don't know what you've heard about chat GPT. Is it the end of the world? Is uh, artificial intelligence going to going to end life as we know it? Is it going to kill us all, launch nuclear strikes? Oh no, oh me, oh my. There are some people that say, hold on, AI is actually going to be incredibly good for humanity, the way you might consider the telephone or the car, that, that don't be all doom and gloom, that maybe there is hope and life will get even better. That's on the other side of this break. When we come back, we'll have more news for you. Priority Talk. Greg Davis here, and I want to remind you of Priority Talk's longest-running advertiser, and that's Today's Family Dentistry, your friendly dental practice conveniently located in downtown Coleman. Make your appointment to see Dr. David Kim, Dr. Keetan, or Dr. Stephanie Young, along with an experienced and certified team of dental technicians, along with a friendly staff, I might add, who serve both children and adults with a wide range of dental services. That includes general and restorative care, along with the cosmetic enhancements to meet all of your family's dental needs. Today's Family Dentistry accepts Medicaid for children under 21, Blue Cross Blue Shield All Kids, and most commercial insurances. Give them a call today and make your appointment. 256-739-3337. That's Today's Family Dentistry located in downtown Coleman. Call today and make your appointment. 256-739-3337. Today's Family Dentistry in downtown Coleman. Hey, this is Kyle Eidelman, author of Not a Fan and Gods at War, and you are listening to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. Closing out the first hour, at this point, uh, I look at Stuart, and he does, as always, does a great job, and Stuart's really sad right now. He he knows that we're coming to the end of the first hour, but I always have to remind Stuart that we have a second hour to the show, and then he just, he just gets all excited again. You mean I get to stay? Yes, forever. You get to stay forever. No, just kidding. We are on Mondays through Fridays from 5 to 7 p.m. And so we have another hour for you right after this one, again, from 5 to 7. In this second hour, we'll, we'll talk about a couple different things, but uh, particularly fatherlessness. And uh, we'll play a conversation for you between Greg Davis and Eric Swithin. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing his last name correctly, Eric Swithin. And they, he has a documentary about the fatherless 
uh, fatherlessness epidemic that you can go check out. And then once we play that conversation for you, you can hear Greg, and then uh, we'll go to talking about uh, family issues and all that going on in our country afterwards. That's coming up on the second hour of our show. And we do that because Greg is out for the next two weeks. He'll be in Israel. And so just to let y'all know, Greg is still here, and he'll be back with more news, more uh, Bible, theology, faith, all that good stuff when he comes back in a couple weeks. To close out the first hour, we'll talk a little bit about AI. And as I was saying before we went to break, some people are gloom and doom about AI. They think it's the end of the world. Oh, no, AI is going to launch nuclear missiles and... uh, Greg isn't that pessimistic, but Greg is more pessimistic than I am. He thinks that AI, uh, like chat GPT and all that, will make us dumb. And I understand that point of view, that when people have smartphones, well, guess what? You don't need to go to the library as much. You don't have to memorize as much information. You don't have to flex your brain because you have all this information on your phone. You don't have to remember to do as many practical things because if you need information... You just Google it. So I get it. And that chat GPT will just accelerate that. Sure. But I also think that chat GPT-like technology can be a positive thing for humanity as well. And that's the position. I would encourage y'all to check out this article. I'm not saying I agree with everything in the article. But it's by Mark Andreessen. Andreessen from the free press titled AI will save the world. Now I might not go that far. That sounds very optimistic, but imagine a world where some of these things are the case. This is him writing. Imagine a world that as long as you have a tablet, internet connection, and chat GPT on the tablet, imagine this. Every child will have an AI tutor that is patient, compassionate, knowledgeable, and helpful. That might be a little optimistic because he says infinitely before each one of those. Infinitely patient, infinitely compassionate. Okay, that's a little hyperbolic, but helpful, compassionate, knowledgeable. The AI tutor will be by each child's side every step of their development. This is where you might say, hold on, I prefer a human teacher. Sure, I do too. I think humans teaching humans is wonderful, but... What about those in very poverty-stricken areas about South America or Africa that as long as we can get them a tablet with uh, in their language with chat GPT and all the grade information and knowledge built into the tablet, that as soon as they have that tablet, they can ask chat GPT, they can have lessons built in, and uh, chat GPT can answer any of their questions. A little optimistic, sure, but sometimes you can't have a human teacher in every situation. So what if every child on this planet had access to that? I think that's a good thing. Every person, this is the next point, will have an AI assistant, coach, mentor, trainer, advisor, therapist that is, again, he says, infinitely patient. I'm going to remove that word and just say patient, compassionate, knowledgeable, helpful. So imagine, okay, again, I prefer humans. I hear what you're going to say. Oh, humans are better. Sure. Okay. Yes. Nothing it beats having someone give you a hug, 
someone actually physically in the room with you, but not everyone can have that at all times. What if you had someone trained as a therapist to help you in, in an immediate situation where you don't always have access to a human? Again, I'm thinking very third world country, uh, poverty stricken areas. That can't be a bad thing. Moving on, next point. Every scientist will have an AI assistant, collaborator, partner that will greatly expand their scope of scientific research and achievement. Every artist, engineer, business person, doctor will have just an AI to help augment the work that they do. Every leader, so CEO, government official, nonprofit president, coach, teacher, again, same thing. Uh, scientific breakthroughs, creative arts will enter a golden age as AI augmented artists, musicians, writers, and filmmakers gain the ability to realize their visions far faster and at greater scale than ever before. What if we have scientific breakthroughs that just go start happening at an incredible pace because of AI? Yes, it's optimistic. I get it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the world will end. Maybe everyone will just become very, very dumb. But what if, like with the car, uh, there were those who thought that cars would never replace horses and carriages and buggies because, oh, cars are unreliable. Look where we are now. We've come a long way. Cars are incredible. We thought the same thing with uh, a lot of different things that, oh, no, technology will never replace X. Look where we are in 2023. What if there's a positive future? Yes, there's gatekeeping. Yes, AI can be abused like anything else. I understand. I get the naysayers, the doomsday, doomsday people that say government will abuse this power. Sure. I hear you loud and clear. But what if? What if AI can be possibly used for good? Call me a, an optimist. Say I'm hopelessly out of touch with the nature of humanity and how we abuse everything. Sure. But phones have made our lives better. Social media has connected us all across the globe. And so even though, sure, it's not all sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows, I would check out this article. I think Mark, this is from the Free Press, AI Will Save the World, Mark uh, Andreessen, I think he makes some good points. And so probably the truth is somewhere in the middle. The pessimists will cry that they were right. Look, it has, terrible things happened. The optimists will cry, but look, good things happened as well. And as always, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. What do you think? AI end of the world, or will it save humanity? Call or text in 205-941-1011. Don't go anywhere. We have another hour on the other side of this break.